0: Mwah. Outtakes. Outtakes. And welcome to Free of Fear, Full of Joy. Today's episode brought to you by Halloween.
1: Mwah. I'm Sarah. I'm Jahari. <laughs> and this is Sarah's favorite holiday. Of the so year. So <laughs> she's in charge today. And that's why I... I'm just going to, I'm along for the ride.
0: Along for the ride, (laughs) but looking very sassy. (laughs) So can we please just celebrate Jahari's hair right now?
1: (laughs) Loving it. I know. I This blonde wig. Any excuse to wear a wig, that is the only reason why this is happening. I have a whole wig closet. And I love to, when somebody says there's a function, I'm putting on a wig. Mm Mm-hmm. It's the they're only fun. way to do it. They're fun. They're the only way to do it. So this is uh her name is Heather. Heather. Ooh. Isn't she cute? She's adorable.
0: She's adorable,
1: right? <laughs> and I would also like to borrow her
0: with a magenta dress. Oh dig it in my crate, man. It.
1: But it's I'll true. take this wig off in a few hours and Sarah will have it shoved in her bag. Yeah. <laughs> like, impressed <laughs> I like compress. if i down on the way out the door. What you got? What you got?
0: But so we had the pleasure of seeing each other this weekend. What do we do, Jahari?
1: Well, again, Sarah's favorite holiday is Halloween. So she had her annual Halloween party. And I showed up around nine-ish. Which is right on time Yeah, nine-ish. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we hung out uh and uh messed around then uh we when the party ended then we decided to go out we went to kind of like this speakeasy kind of place there weren't very many people in there no we kind of had to make our own party after like two or three drinks
0: that were by the way we already we already conveyed this information to the bartender but way too much simple syrup
1: For you, I don't mess around anymore. No. I, I was like, g- g- give it to me neat. I don't neat. want it. <laughs> like I'm, done with, I'm done with Fruity Lulu drinks. I don't do that anymore. Yeah. Either it's like straight vodka, straight tequila, straight rum. There's nothing in there besides ice.
0: Yes, but we did have the opportunity to go out with our besties, which has never happened before. Oh, that's very in, the, in, true. The, in the dawn of time and all of ages. So Jahari got to hang out with Natalie and I got to hang out with Taya. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, it was Love. Great women. <laughs> Shout out to Angelica too.
1: <laughs> Shout out to Angelica. Our DD. We've yes, been, we've been able to do without her. She exactly. Drove.
0: Always have a DD.
1: Yeah, she drove. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Ty was kind of chill though. Totally, yeah. but it was a good was balance
0: chill. because uh, so Nat was dressed up as Freddy Krueger, and she was really into her she claw. Was so
1: obsessed. She was into with her it. Claw.
0: I was just like, when you wear your costume, you wear your costume, and your persona. Make sure you have your
1: wig. She was do it all. So you know she had the hat. She had the claw, and initially she came into the club without the claw on. Yeah, and then she started because she thought she wasn't going to be able to. She was like naked. Yeah, well, yeah, she was (laughs) stripping, and like everybody was commenting on her comment on her on her costume, and so she went all the way back to the car to um uh to those to 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 get get the claw. Yeah, you
0: need the claw when you're Freddy Krueger. So you do.
1: Yeah. Anyway, like we said, Taya and Natalie are our best friends, respectively. Taya is mine. Natalie is hers, for those of you who might not have figured that out. (laughs) We said that, but we're going to reiterate it. That, you know, we have these crazy best friends who... That we love
0: and we Mm -hmm. choose to be with. They were what we would call our chosen family. But today we're going to be tackling the dynamics of our immediate family. (laughs) And how do we navigate those treacherous waters when we're like, Mama, I love you, but I hate you but I love you (laughs) or dad or brother or sister or whatever. But before we even get into that, I thought that it might be a good time to get to know each other a little bit better with some questions. (laughs) I want to know why you have to sing everything. I don't know either. So, okay, let's just wait before we even go there. Who are you?
1: Oh, I'm Wonder Woman's nemesis, Cheetah. Oh, yeah. Apex Predator. <laughs> Always in villain mode. Yes.
0: <laughs> uh. And then I'm not sure if everybody's familiar with the show, Boys, but I'm Starlight, right? Yeah, and I glow, but because I don't really have any like power source next to me beyond all the lights, um, I'm just gonna sing you instead are glowing. of glowing.
1: <laughs> You are glowing those boots alone. Oh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, so good segue. Um, Random question. What is your favorite family recipe?
1: Oh, it's macaroni and cheese. Everybody in the family. And I only bust it out when there's a big group of us. I don't make it like, oh, I'm making mac and cheese every, you know, dinner or anything. Like, it's only when the family gathers. And, uh consistently grandmother, aunts, my mother, myself, we all make it the same way. So it's always very cute when like the young, you know, like my kids' cousins, you know, my my cousin's children come over and they like are looking around in the kitchen because we don't get together very often. And I have to say to them, I was like, you have to realize that like your grandmother and my mother, have the same mother who taught them how to do the exact same thing so it's gonna be okay the food's gonna be okay you're gonna like it yeah because it's exactly like what you're used to all the time and um so yeah that's our favorite family ting and I've
0: had the pleasure (laughs) and the honor of eating it it's so delicious it's so I kind of stalk her I'm like did you make my cheese yet did you make it? No, not yet. And because I have I, to make a lot. You do. And I came over with a pleasant surprise of leaving with a Ziploc bag of it.
1: Because <laughs> I made kind of two, every two huge aluminum trays like this. And then, you know, we go through one and then I freeze the other one for Sarah me. and other people that come over and be like, the back. <laughs> my here!" Everybody gets a Ziploc bag. Pull a Mac.
0: I do. I am a Mac and Cheese connoisseur. Yeah. Uh so, but I actually had this full-on conversation in preparation for the holidays because I'm gonna be making pierogies. And I was like, Hey dad, can you supervise so that I don't jack it up? <laughs> but pierogies, because I'm half Polish and my dad's full Polish, um, I don't speak Polish. I know it's sad, but I'm working okay. on it. I'm working on it. I can say pierogi, <laughs> that and I look Polish. <laughs>
1: I don't but know how
0: Polish people. Like. I <laughs> I'm gonna go to the Motherland just one go day. With that. We're yeah, go with that. But your mac and cheese and my mom's mac and cheese are very different mac and cheeses. Right. So I don't. I can't compare. I love them equally. Yeah. They yours is flavorful. My mom's is just this, like a simple white sauce with like Monterey Jack cheese. So yeah. it's very different, very different. Right. But I always try to make it like hers, and I can't. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? And I'm like, oh, it's a mom
1: thing. <laughs> you have to stand over them and watch. Yes. Because sometimes my mom does it differently each time. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you doing like that? You just showed me this way. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> what? What? Because my my mom and my aunts and my grandmother they're all sight cooks. Yeah. So they can do everything on by sight, like measure a cup on sight. And girl, I am not yeah. that advanced. I, feel like I don't I, think I'll ever be that. Advanced. I think I should just go
0: learn from your mom because I feel like I'll pick it up. Oh, but you know
1: what? <laughs> She's it. I think that my oldest was probably like 12 before she let me get close enough to her. Oh, to show, so she won't show you. Oh, she damn. won't show you. Damn. She'll damn. do I'm gonna have all kinds of stuff flowers. to confuse you. She'll do all kinds of stuff to confuse you because she doesn't want you to know. She doesn't want you to know. I'm telling you. They've got, like, some guarded secrets that, you know, we have to, like, say, you're going to have to teach me this. Teach me. And then they go, oh, well, I don't really know what I do. (laughs) He Lies. I know. (laughs) I'm your daughter. Yes.
0: But speaking of which, so what kind of beverage do you like to drink with mac and cheese, Coke or Pepsi.
1: I'm not a soda person at all. It's for me, it's a treat. Sorry. (laughs) Um, I, you know, We prefer, like, the Trader Joe's juices, so, like, iced tea lemonade and then the watermelon cooler. Like, those two stay—I go to Trader Joe's. That is the full bottom of the basket. It's, like, six and six of each one of those. Nice. And that's it. Maybe raspberry lemonade, the French one. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. We're weird. We don't—my husband drinks Diet Coke by the case.
0: Ooh, yeah. Well, here's my theory. If you're going to have soda, have Coke. Just go for Coke. Don't have the diet coke, don't do the Coke Zero, you know, the Coke Minus, the Coke never mind, doesn't have any calories, but it's just water with who knows what's in it. But I wouldn't drink it, because it probably will still are you take blood for off them the currently? Asshole. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> not, this this not. I, like, that sounds like an advertisement, girl. <laughs> so, okay, so other reasons why I'm super excited about this week. I'm going to the Harry Styles concert on Friday. And I'm really oh, super right. excited. Yeah. Yes. but I helped let's... you pick your outfit. Oh, yes, she did. <laughs> I'm going simple. I'm going to be wearing like a light jean with embroidered flowers on it, a tee, and then a fluffy jacket. Because I was going to wear my, my bow jacket. I had to talk
1: her down. I had to talk I... her down oh, I was she wear was sequin. trying to wear sequins. Yes. And I was like, girl, you're going to be standing the whole time dancing. Your feet are going to burn. Wear some shoes that you could wear all night. And, like, I was like, people are going to be spilling beer on you and all kinds Ooh, of stuff. Oh, yeah, it's true. It's yeah. going to be good, though. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. Now you're going to have a good time So be like, oh, my God, my dress. Yeah. <laughs> now i will going to be like, oh, i got to pull my pants up because they're almost low. <laughs> Call true. back. We've pull We've already pants had up. That, that conversation. But that made me think about what was your first concert that you've ever been to? Oh, my God. I'm not going to date myself and tell you, okay? I'm not going to.
0: Okay, your favorite concert.
1: My favorite concert? Yeah. Oh, damn. Oh. I've had a lot. You know what? It was recent because I had never had a chance to see either one of them Oh no! Okay, I got to back up. I got to back up. (laughs) I'm gonna say back back up. So I'm gonna back it up to Nas and Lauryn Hill at the Hollywood Bowl. Mm. I got to take my kids with me, Mm -hmm. um, and that was just awesome. I love going to concerts with them because it's you know it's just so much fun. I've seen a lot of really really great you know epic performances, but I think for me it was going with them and then like sharing that music with them. Um, I'm going to have to say runner-up for Mother's Day. They took me to see Kendrick Lamar. So that was Kendrick Lamar and SZA, like, they had an amazing time. So I would have to say those two because the the young adults were with me. Nice. Nice.
0: So the first flashback I had was, and if you're from the East Coast and you may or may not know, and you're like 60 to 70, you may or may not know this band. It's mm-hmm. called Schooner Fair.
1: Never heard of it. <laughs> Never. Heard of it's that. like
0: East Coast folk. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's a thing. That's a thing? thing. My parents took me to the concert when I was like eight. It's <laughs> all so like, folk. Nah, 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 you know, like with the guitar right. and then like, like, and all like, it's like James, it's James Taylor and Boston. Or Chicago had a baby and then, like, turned the volume down really low. (laughs) That's Mm Schooner Fair. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) But that was my very first concert, my all time favorite concert. Uh Was the no doubt in excuse me, the u two and no doubt, but no doubt in u two concert when oh, I was seventeen. Awesome. Yeah, we were in like the so it was when they were touring and they had like the giant heart stage. Yeah. So Gwen was like, this big.
1: Right. <laughs> she my all, like, husband favorite artist. describes that concert as he said it's the difference between being in porn or watching porn. <laughs> Because <laughs> he said the stage was so far away and it was so big, yeah. that you couldn't re- you couldn't even see them because they didn't have like big screens or mm-hmm. anything. Cause they're at the Rose Bowl, yeah. And he was like, yeah, it's like the difference between watching porn and being in porn. Wait, he what's was it like, at
0: the Rose Bowl? I can't remember where well, it was.
1: It the one that he saw was at the Rose Bowl.
0: Okay, I can't remember that, where we were.
1: Yeah, but anyway, my first concert as a little. It was actually the victory tour with Michael Jackson and his brothers. Oh. After 20 years, they performed together.
0: Yeah. That's awesome, though. These memories. Mm-hmm. All right. So <laughs> without further delay, let's just get right into the nitty gritty. Jahari, why are we talking about family today?
1: Oh. Um, so... Last week, I probably was very low energy um, because an immediate family member, my mother, (laughs) um, had very negative things to say about my podcast, She, our podcast. She made it about herself and focused on her and didn't really think about how that would make me feel. And it brought up a lot of you know, past, you know, issues and anger and things that like I had, you know, moved past, you know, because my whole, you know, modus operandi in life is just like, you know, letting it wash over me, taking it in and moving past, but it ripped open an old wound. Yeah. And I was very angry and, um, I, I, was very, you know, very isolated. I isolated myself from you that week. I didn't see you at all until we came together here. Um, because it just, it was just something that I had to work through, talk to my therapist about, you know, pray about and meditate on and, uh, and move past it and just, um, realize that not everybody is going to support you when you want them to and still find your support amongst your village, and your chosen family, and your family that is like, you know what? Um, we're with you on this. Don't think about that. Keep moving on. Yeah. So um, that's why we're talking about family foes. Because mm-hmm. sometimes no matter how hard they try, they just can't be what you need them to be. So that uh, that's how I'm going to surmise all of that
0: which was so beautifully said thank you but with that i uh, thought i had to think about it too because i was like i love my mommy so much she's like my mountain and i'm the wind she's yeah. in the earth and i'm the free spirit but we clash we clash and she made she always accepts me for the most part but sometimes she doesn't quite understand how i got there and there's different variable variables at play too like whether it's uh, my personal life work or projects that i'm involved with Mm -hmm. she will turn up and show up but sometimes she's like we're it's coming from like are you mm-hmm. sure <laughs> right and i think it's in their nature to question us because they never turn off the teacher in them mm-hmm. but then it can kind of um be a detriment to us because at the same time we're grown mm-hmm. and are we still dealing with the bullshit of unnecessary criticism yeah. and then when does the criticism and compliments start becoming this swirl that we like to be in where it's like, okay, <laughs> we're going to just be clear about what's going on right now. Your outfit is on point. It is on point. Thank you, darling. But maybe so a little sparkle on the nose.
1: I don't know. I tried, <laughs> to. I tried to put the, and I I said that before I left the house today. did I put more glitter on? Yes. But look who I'm talking to. Look who I'm talking to. Like, you are freaking Tinkerbell. Like, I have to tell her all the time, okay, don't Disney this, okay? Don't make this Disney. It's <laughs> but, inevitable. I know, Join me. And I, You know, I love bling as much as the next chick. Don't get it twisted. at That's right. And also don't get twisted. We love our mommies. But sometimes I love my mom. I love my mom. It Mm -hmm. is very challenging sometimes. But Mm -hmm. I I I love her. I just wish that she loved me for me and not trying to make me be something that I'm not. Yes. That's been our ongoing struggle. What she wants for me, what she feels makes her feel good versus what makes me shine and grow. Well, and then
0: how do you break that that cycle of being an expectation versus a mirror? And then how how do you do that? I don't I don't understand.
1: Oh, girl. If well, for for me with a very domineering parents, very domineering parents. I wasn't allowed to make any choices of my own. Mm. Um, So for me to start living my own life, I had to detach from them entirely. That means that I had to break with them. So I broke with them when I was 19, you know, um, and they were very disappointed with that. Um, But I, um, I just went out and got, a job that I could support myself with somewhat, you know, they were gracious enough to still pay my car note because they had bought me a car when I was sixteen. Mm-hmm. I was nineteen at this point. I wasn't sure if I wanted to continue going to college because that was something they forced me to go mm-hmm. to a school and mm-hmm. into a a um a uh what are they called? Major. Yeah. <laughs> Major that I didn't want. And so I just I kinda had a nervous breakdown. Yeah. Because I I realized at that point there was nothing I was doing that was my own choice. So I had to completely break with them. It was a knockdown drag out WWE you know thing and I left the house with the car and a bag and that's it. And that's that. Yeah. That's it. They allowed me to come back and get a few other things, but that's how it went and then I had to continue to support myself like that because they didn't believe and what i wanted to do and so and also at that point i just kind of drifted because I had never made my own decisions before. Yep. So I was just trying to figure it out.
0: But, and then that's where the parent has to trust the way that you've been raised because at 19, you were able to leave and feel independent and right. like, and come to that understanding, like, Hey, I can't do this anymore. I need to, I need to live my life. Right. And that's the perfect age to do it. To be honest, um, parallel when I, uh, didn't get into any schools, <laughs> went into art school (laughs) because I have a different kind of intelligence I moved out at 18 too but my parents moved me up to Seattle my sister-in-law moved me into my apartment and it all was cool except for I was missing my family and I didn't know how to even articulate that as an 18 year old I was just like I'm living life having (laughs) Halloween parties and like you know being disciplined in my art form but at the same time I was just like I'll never I'll never know what it was really like to do it from ground zero because I still had their support. And that's difficult to move forward. And then let's just go back way back, back into time, because my parents are both in the sciences, but, my dad grew up in kind of a military family and he mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily the black sheep, but in some ways he was cause he didn't pursue leadership roles in like the army or the Navy. Right. He went for, um, being an engineer and a scientist. Yeah. Yeah. My mom as a physical therapist, uh, um, went down the same road, but she kind of distanced herself from her family as well. Mm-hmm. And it's really because our parents are, products of a generation that was in turmoil, war, um, right. even prior to that, how was your mom raised?
1: So both of my parents are a lot older than yours and um, they were born at the end of World War II mm-hmm. and at the end of the Great Depression. So they have a lot of food insecurity issues, especially my dad, yeah. Um. you know, because he was, you know, the third out of, you know, 11 kids and had to take care of a lot of children and was thrown out of his own house at 18 Mm -hmm. to go directly to the military um my mom lost her father when she was one and um Mm. you know so she never had the father but she was the youngest of a you know six other kids so she was raised by her siblings and um You know, there's just, the family dichotomy is just so convoluted. But, you know, my parents also are very well educated. You know, my mom is a um, speech therapist and acquired brain injury injury specialist. My father is an audiologist with uh, emphasis in psychology and worked for um, uh, one of the larger, uh, you know, uh, youth authority as a psychological evaluator so you're talking about two very very strong personalities yes that you know especially being that my mom is from the south and went through you know Jim Crow and my father being in LA and all those, those kinds of things so they went through a lot and then you know they we we were raised very wonderfully our our there we didn't want for anything we weren't food insecure or worried about if the rent was going to be paid which was very different for my my father and how he grew up so our we were raised like little princesses Mm -hmm. that's you know in the over scale of it all but there was a underlying like um you know control and very uh uh protection Uh, We'll call it protection, overprotective and, you know, and uh, so I had to create my own village of other people that, you know, were supportive and said words of encouragement and stuff like that, because my parents just didn't really have that in them to do. Um, There was no doubt that they loved me, but that was not a word that we said in our house. You know, Mm. physical contact was not something that we had in our house. If it was, it was aggressive. It wasn't, you know, in a loving manner because they really just didn't know how to do that. So I struggle a lot with affection in relationships sometimes. Not with my kids, they get so sick of me like hugging them and getting in their face. Like I don't want them to feel like I did. You yeah. know, but I have that issue with, you know, you know, in relationships. You know, fortunately, my husband was raised the exact same way, so we, you know, we know how to work around that. Yeah. But uh being um being supported in the immediate family for me is something I had to come up with in my own head. I had to encourage myself. I had to support myself. So perhaps that's the one positive thing that came out
0: of being raised by two strong minded individuals, because then you wouldn't be who you are. But I'm curious what else, what else uh, in terms of like memories of like that something's positive and what was kind of on the negative side that, brought you back to a triggered place earlier
1: well, positive like I said like we never wanted for every anything we were you know you know pretty well taken care of that wasn't ever really an issue um I think the uh the that's something that um for someone of my background didn't really get a lot of, you know, in, in those eras, you didn't really find a lot of African-American families that, um, that lived the way that we did, Mm -hmm. you know, our cousins didn't even live the, the ones that lived here in LA, the ones that lived in other places did. So we grew up very, you know, like I said, very well taken care of. We were, you know, we were happy to an extent, but if you really dived into it on, like, there was no real, like, consulting or, you know, directional. It was like, you are going to do this. And we, and we're not going to support it if you don't do it.
0: So your life was basically a roadmap.
1: Designed. Right. Right. Designed yeah. and what would fit in with what they believe the fi- family, the greater family mm-hmm. dynamic would, would approve of because everything was mainly about what other people think and see. Even if I was miserable, Nobody else better know, you know, nobody else better know that you're not unhappy.
0: So that kind of goes back to like the simplest, like when you're in line at a store Mm -hmm. and like a baby's having a meltdown and Mm -hmm. the mommy's like trying to like keep the baby at bay. And it's like, what do you do? Do you just let the baby ride it out and just let him cry? Mm -hmm. Or do you leave? Like, what would you do in that instance?
1: (laughs) Well, me having grown children now, usually I just, I usually look at moms and say, you're doing a great job. Yeah. The baby's not bothering anybody. Handle it how you're gonna handle it. If somebody says something not so nice, I usually light into them, like yeah. you know, like oh, you could do better. You know, <laughs> like shut up. We've all had a crying baby. We had to drag out underneath our arm at one point or another. You know, D- give moms a break. So and s- yeah. So with that being said, like as I got older like I let go of the resentment because the thing is is that they are my mom and dad and as those people they did contribute to who I am. You know, I I I feel like I'm a fantastic person and that um my life has been, you know, beautiful and continues to be beautiful. Um there but like I said, um it had been a long time since I had been put in that position with my family, where I was like, "See, that's that bullshit. <laughs> that's that mm-hmm. bullshit. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to get away from forever. <laughs> like for real." Mm-hmm. And so I, it, like I said, it just ripped open an old wound and made all these things flood back to me. And I just wanted us to talk about it. So, um, so other young people out there know that create your own village. I had friends, parents who saw that I was unhappy. And so I spent a lot of time with their families, Yeah, you know, getting hugs and getting encouragement and things like that, that I wasn't necessarily getting at home. My parents were not, they're not social people. So I got very, I would get the, Jahari, you're, you're beautiful. Jahari, you're really smart. Jahari, you just focus on this. You're doing great. You know, I know you could have done better on that test, but we're going to try to go over it. I got that from other people. Mm. And that, that helped me because it helped balance out the voice uh, the negative voice with the positive voice. So, um, create a village for yourself that's going to be positive if in your home you aren't getting the kind of support and attention and love and focus you know fortify yourself other places. Um, that's what I have learned in this and again, don't get me wrong. I know that you know it's like ooh, you talking about your mama um, but it is not anything that I have not spoken with her about directly. I I've made it very clear how I felt. And um, even when we had that, you know, discussion a a week ago, Mm -hmm. two weeks ago, I let her know exactly how I felt (laughs) about it. Um, And uh, we both are just kind of letting it wash over us for a little bit.
0: Well, truth be told, I mean, when you have to speak your truth. Sometimes it doesn't come out the most eloquent way, Mm -hmm. but just in how you're describing right now, it's just like, it is what it is. And you just got to do your best because you can't undo your relationship with your mom, the history that you've had, but how do you move forward from this point on?
1: Um, At this point, we are just going to have a very clear discussion about If you don't have anything nice to say, Mm -hmm. don't say anything at all. And I've also realized that if she doesn't like what I'm doing right now, then I just don't need to include her. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, my husband and my son were like, you set yourself up for that. You never should have sent it to her. You, you know, and I was like, I really thought that she would receive it and be happy, but she focused on things that were very, very insignificant Mm -hmm. and turned it into a whole thing. So, um, going forward, I'm, I'm just, I just know that she's not down and I don't have to have her be that way. I can just, you know, go on and be happy and she doesn't have to be involved. Mm
0: -hmm. But I do have an idea. So (laughs) (laughs) what if I teach her how to do a compliment sandwich in trade, for the family recipe, of mac and cheese. Girl, you could try. <laughs> it's really simple. So if anyone's unfamiliar with the compliment sandwich, I'm going to let you know what it is. Imagine bread, and then the meat, and then the bread. Okay, the bread is the compliments. Mm-hmm. The meat is like, oh, what you would consider p- feedback that mm-hmm. would... Be delivered with tact. So let's <laughs> go with this really quick. Right. <laughs> Jahari, I'm just gonna we're gonna role play right now. Okay. I'd like to. What? What? Oh, what? 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 what, what, what should we talk about? Um. Okay, that dress. <laughs> Okay, so we did a clothing haul and it was like super fun last Monday. Okay, so just get ready, people. Get ready, get ready. But we both, okay, so Jahari found this beautiful black and white dress. It had high mock collar with some uh, rouging at the neck and then uh, rouging at the waist, more or less, like it was gathered. Yeah. But not the right size, people. Not the right size. But we tried it on. We tried it on. Mm-hmm. The color, the cut was beautiful, but the actual way that it laid was like built for somebody who's a size eight and clearly we keep it tight here <laughs> two to four two to four <laughs> but so my w- I would say in this instance is you have phenomenal style Jahari but not very good at picking sizes it's <laughs> not true at all,
1: <laughs> Going all I just want to say <laughs> that we both love that dress so much when we saw yeah. it online but they only had a size eight and we were like we're getting it. That, so that's really what the truth yeah, of it is. I right. was trying to give a weird example. I didn't. I know. I know.
0: <laughs> but it was to break the cycle because at the end of the day, like you're always going to communicate with your loved ones. And the sometimes it's hard to be... Bleh, Sugar coated. It's hard to, you know what I mean. I'm queen of sugar coating. Though I was like, if uh, you need you some are, sugar, and I'll I'm coat the queen you.
1: Queen of going right, right the, to the bone, right to the. But bone.
0: I. So this is actually kind of a funny story. So, um, I feel like I've gotten to know you really well as of late, and I of like, course. and I know you, and I know like she, if if Jari has a problem, she's gonna call you out on it right then and there, and she's gonna let it go. Like it is not gonna be a thing. When I she's won't gonna think about it like uh, assert herself and then alert you of the issue, then she'll move on already. And Some people don't get that. So then I was like, some people ask me, like, for instance, because we were kind of straggling leaving the party on, you know, Saturday night and we were like, let's go to the next thing. And I was like trying to like be like push people out at the same time, but then like get things going and then people were cleaning up and like there was kind of this like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then Brian was like, well, Jahari really was getting kind of annoyed with you. And I was like, she was getting annoyed with me. I
1: wasn't annoyed with you.
0: But I was like, she was letting people know that we need to go. No, I wasn't annoyed
1: with you. No. I was annoyed with people who were standing around not helping clean up. Yeah, we all know how clean. Yeah, (laughs) not helping clean up and, like, kind of doing it as a protest. But,
0: so full circle— that's the confidence that has emerged from being not heard for right. most of your life right and like I was like I was like I'm gonna just always support that right. and cultivate it and be like and right. then quickly explain like if she's gonna have a problem you're gonna know and then she's gonna already be over it yeah by the time that you even absorb it you're like what right. what just happened right yeah and I'm that, just gonna say it that's and a wonderful attribute on. yeah yeah
1: right. thank you you're welcome yeah you're good at the compliment sandwich and a lot of times when like we're dealing with stuff for the podcast and stuff i am the type that's like what (laughs) what the fuck yeah like what the fuck are you doing (laughs) like don't make me come over there and (laughs) and so i will i will call sarah and be like you're gonna need to talk to them (laughs) because i'm gonna lose it (laughs) (laughs) And she's really good at that. We sit there, I'm like, but I need them to know. Yeah. She's very good at like like you said, sugar coating in this compliment sandwich. But there are times where she's be like, No, you need to deal. You You need to talk to them, Jari. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're not hearing me. So then I have to come in with my machete.
0: Yeah. And we, not real
1: machete, just verbal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like, and it's also because we're both really detailed oriented women and have expectations. And that's just the blessing and the curse of being raised by parents who um, just hold high expectations, whether or not they tell you, I love you, mom and dad. but I know what your expectations are. Astronomical they are high as the sky. It's true. It's but hard. how do you break from that? Like how do you how do you release yourself from others' expectations?
1: Um it took me a long time to not give a shit. <laughs> it took me a long time and a little bit of it had to do with like completely being on my own. Because I'll just be completely honest. There were times, you know, in my early 20s that I had to tuck my tail, like if I lost a job or, you know, had like medical expenses, had to go back to my parents' house. But honey, I had a plan to get out of there in six months or less. And most of the time I was out in three. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to do that. But when I got to the point where there was nothing that I needed them for except for the fact that they're mom and dad, then it was just kind of like, so what, Anne? You know, and mm-hmm. that just spilled into everything else. Like, if you don't like it, too bad. Never in a nasty way, just like, this is what I'm doing, all right? Mm-hmm. This is what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and if you don't like it, that's okay, I'ma be good, you could go over there, I'ma be over here, thank you, yes. thank you. And, you know, it even spilled into, parenting of my children my parents had so much to say and some things that i just was like yeah that didn't really work like you think that that was traumatizing were there
0: any specific moments where you felt like you were becoming your mom
1: uh with that said uh yeah there was my daughter and i when she was 13 or 14 i thought that i was being very different from my mother but i wasn't Mm. i realized that and i had to get to the bottom of it so I went to therapy and started talking about what was going on and realized that even without realizing it, I was perpetuating the same sort of um, negative, unsupportive thing with with my daughter. And so I had to quickly undo it. And I think the, the thing that I did that I never got for myself was I came in and sat down on her floor and apologized for all of it Yeah, and and told her, I didn't realize I was doing it. I didn't realize that I was making her feel that way. And I no longer wanted her to feel that way anymore. And we were going to start over right then. Um, And uh, I, I feel like I have a different relationship with my son also, like in, High school, like oof, I thought he was—he, he was gonna kill me. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna kill me, <laughs> honey. Oh my gosh, I love him so much. I love those two so much. But his senior year, oh, I thought he was—I. I, I, my hair fell out <laughs> it's true you remember that yeah my hair fell out I, I, I mean like it was it was just too much like yep. his transition from high school to college was a rough one he's my he's my oldest yes it was a rough one for both of us yes but you know he, he came out of it fantastic he he graduated on time super happy and you know has the world. At, at his fingertips he's he's amazing, um, but I had to change how I dealt with them in general, yeah, you know and and uh because the thing is is that kids don't come with an instruction manual, you know it's not like take you know, make sure that you do this twice a week. It doesn't say any of that you yeah. you only know what you have learned prior, and even though you think you're doing it differently. You're not. You're not any better than your parents. Yeah. You're, you know, anybody who thinks they are, you're delusional. (laughs) Okay. You're not. Okay. Unless they're like totally like scumbags, you know what I'm saying? So if if
0: your mama was right here, like right now, what would you say to
1: her? I would tell her, I'm sorry that I can't be everything that you want me to be. I try to be the best me that I am. And I hope that one day you will love and accept me for the best me that I am. Because I have decided a long time ago that I'm going to love you for who you are and take you as who you are.
0: Unconditional. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. I just wish that you would do the same for me.
0: And I think that's when the daughter becomes the teacher and the parent becomes the student. Oh, she's not having that. (laughs) She's you're like, i slap that not having that <laughs> not having that. So, for your Fearful of Joy community, what would you do in this instance? Do you have a family dynamic that you're just quite not sure what, what, or how to, what, who, and what? Give us a message. We want to know. We want to know. Like, do you have a loving relationship with your mom? Do you hate your mom? How do you want to heal it? Do you want to heal it? Things like this. Keep in mind, it happens at your twenties. It happens at your thirties. It happens all the way through your life. You're stuck with them, so you might as well make the best of it. But with this said, (laughs) there only has to be one solution, and that's being true to yourself, true to your voice. And, Jahari, thank you for being so vulnerable and just sharing this with you because it
1: ain't easy. It's not easy, and I'm sure there'll be some whiplash (laughs) there might be but that's a fear moment and no i'm just saying what it is i'm not afraid of it it just it'll happen but that might be your free of fear full of joy moment when has it happened this month i want to know um i think it's it was after i got the the negative comments from my mom and it did like her voice was in my head the negative things that she said were in my head and i had to work my way through it and realize like Hey. You don't ha- you don't have to listen to that. Like what's being said is not the truth. Like you've got all this positive feedback on this side and you've got one voice over here saying that it's not. So shut that voice out and head towards the light. Mm-hmm. So it it took me a few days. It took me a few days. Cuz you know your parents' voice is heavy. Yes. It's heavy. It's part of your DNA. Well, definitely. Yes. <laughs> but um I think that's uh that's just that was my, you know, my free of fear, full of joy moment this week. I um I I definitely would have to say that. Like, go towards the light, Jari. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Head towards the light.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I gotta be honest, one of my I love her to death. I've been longtime friends with her, but she's been raising her eighteen year old son alone. And like it's divorced and like she's so over it, and she just always tells me, "Do not have children, Sarah. Do not have children." But I can't help but want a baby. So my free of fear, full of joy moment is, I want a baby. I fucking said it. I said. I said it. I said it. I'm freeing myself.
1: I just want everybody out there to know (laughs) that when I first met Sarah, she was on this whole... I'm never having children. (laughs) It's not going to happen. And I told her, I said, um, by the way, I had a premonition of a baby in the Pilates studio. (laughs) Over in that corner over there. And she was like, what? What? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No way. No way. But I've been noticing the last year or so that you've been like... (laughs) I think I I think I need a baby. I need a baby. I need, I need a baby. It's in my heart. I'm It'd like, oh a my pay God. Pay show me the baby. Let, let me say something to you about your friend. At eighteen, yeah, we're like, don't have kids. You know. <laughs> when they're eighteen, when they're fourteen to eighteen, we're like, why did I do this to myself? <laughs> you know, when they're little, oh, do, 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 do. No oh <laughs> no freaking but at 18 16, 17 18 you're like you're living with chucky <laughs> <laughs> you know they get past it but like i i feel for your friend that's not no that's not a pleasant age no it's not a pleasant age because the thing is, it is their job at that point to break the tie. They start doing things to create independence. They do things like that. They're supposed to do things like yes. that because they're trying to show you that they're breaking free. And that's okay, but it doesn't feel good. No. It doesn't feel good because they are nuts. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, It'll be okay. I'll be around. Yes, she will. I'll be around. Yes, she will. I'll be will. like, um, you know he's naughty, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we're not just talking about Max and Mimi. We're not talking
1: about your puppies. We're not talking about your puppies.
0: But with this said, you know what time it is.
1: I don't. You do I, know. <laughs> I, I, I gave you the reins today. I have no idea what's happening. We're going to say... Free
0: of fear, full of joy, six times because we missed it last week.
1: Oh, we did. Yeah, because so I was in my feelings last out. week. I just want to say I was in my feelings last week. It's
0: okay. You got to be in your feelings in order to just be, just be who you That's are. That's why I was and in you black can leather. Be who you so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on point. So yeah, but we're gonna go real low. We're gonna go low, okay. and then we're gonna go
1: up. How low do you want it up, to go? And then we're just just gonna we're
0: gonna just turn this into low? a dance party, can you go? All right? So
1: Hello, with me on the journey. Ready? Here we go. Here we go. Can you go?
0: One. Two three. Free of fear,
1: full of joy.
0: Free of fear,
1: full of joy. Free
0: of of fear, full of joy. Free of of fear, full of joy. Free of fear, full Full of joy. (ENNS1] Free of fear, full Full of joy. Thank you for be watching. safe out there be safe and i know live in your free fear and full joy
1: <laughs> have fun out there see you ladies out there safe. on hollywood boulevard
0: oh yeah <laughs> bye dollies